look at some crazy things on the internet together. Y'all campaign is about fear. Y'all campaign is about fear. It's about inciting fear in people. You all attack people with fear. Hey everyone, it is Wednesday, March 29th, 2023. Don't forget to hit me up with some engagement. Comment down below, like, subscribe to the channel. Also, I'm going to try to shorten up the podcast. I've been lathering on for half an hour or more. So I'm going to try to rip through the news for you. Starting out with these revelations in the news. So the police released body cam footage and the school released their CCT footage for the Nashville shooting very quickly, which was odd. A lot of times you have to FOI this stuff. Um, But the school released the footage right away, which was strange. And then shortly thereafter, the police released their body cam footage of their tactical folks taking down uh, the assailant. Why was it released so quickly? Why is the assailant wearing camouflage pants but a bright red cap? What what is the significance of the bright red cap? There is one. So we're gonna talk about that a little bit. Um, Also in tech news, AI is still believed to be a threat to humanity. And in the near future or in the near term, a societal disruptor. We warned, we were warned about this and we're warning about this. So keep that in mind. Don't forget we are under attack biologically and psychologically. Also today in the news, uh, FBI documents show that they were all over Donald Trump's ex-wife, or at the time wife, his former wife, Ivana Trump. They were investigating her. For what? And did the FBI have anything to do with her death where she supposedly fell down the stairs right around the time uh, Donald Trump was announcing his uh, presidential bid? Those kind of tactics wouldn't surprise me from the FBI. So I'll be talking about that a little bit and hopefully wrap it up in 15 minutes and not half an hour. So let's get into it. So uh, just starting out here with the Daily Beast, cops released shocking CCT video of Nashville school massacre. And I'm just going to show you here and for those who are listening in, The suspect, uh, I guess a transgender person, is wearing a vest, not a tactical vest, not a a bulletproof vest or body armor, just a vest over a white t-shirt with some sort of fingerless, looks like tactical gloves, uh, camouflage pants and sneakers. And she was carrying a variety of weapons. Um, But she's wearing a bright red baseball cap, which to me, if you know anything about intelligence work is always sort of a signal when people are wearing 
a bright red piece of clothing, particularly during a tactical operation, it's usually a signal either to police or to people. You know, she was uh, trying to commit suicide by cop. So maybe she thought this would be an easy way to identify her because bright red pieces of clothing during tactical operations or others are usually used as an identifier and are usually done during drills. So this is very odd. And, and so I always pick through um, these little pieces um, that don't seem to make sense. I mean, when Adam Lanza supposedly shot up Sandy Hook Middle School, you know, he was wearing a, a balaclava or a mask. And at least she wasn't uh, this person, this assailant, um, because if you're on a suicide mission, why would you wear a mask? It doesn't really make any sense. And then during the Sandy Hook thing, uh, we had some revelations there about the assistant uh, medical examiner. Her husband was taking pictures of the body of Adam Lanza and for what end? So body, this is from the New York Post, uh, body cam footage shows moment cops take down transgender Nashville shoot, school shooter, Audrey Hale. Um, we really don't need to talk about her name or even go over the footage here. It does... My question is, why was this released so quickly? It seems like to wrap this up, they, they, first of all, why did the school release the CCT video um, before even the cop? I could understand almost, especially in Nashville, why the cops might want to release the video of the body cam video of the cops shooting. Just very strange how it all came out so quickly to like to wrap up this narrative without any questions. My questions are why a red baseball cap? And apparently um, she drew pictures of what she would wear that day. We still haven't seen the manifesto. So there are some problems with the manifesto, I guess. And, and we don't really know, not to advertise this sort of violence or manifestos and violence tied together in general, but a manifesto is always a key into the psychological state of the assailant. Um, and so we don't really know what the hell was going on in her head. Uh, she was obviously troubled. And this from the LA Times, Ash, uh, Nashville shooter who was under doctor's care for an emotional disorder used three guns, police, uh, police say. And this is from the LA Times. So they had to put in there, use three guns. And, and like a lot of people are talking about, we don't know anything about the manifesto. They refused to release the details of that. But we did see the guns that she was using, of course, and immediately, as after always the school shootings, and apparently some victim or some survivor from uh, another recent shooting, which was done by another leftist from a rooftop during a 4th of July parade, one of those survivors showed up at a press event uh, in, in Nashville screaming about doing something about gun control. And that's always what you see. And you saw it after uh, Sandy Hook in particular. There's a march for uh, gun restrictions after one of these. So that is always the motive of why this is done, whether the shooter is a winning participant or not. And I went over this yesterday. I don't want to go on too long. I'll just read the lead from the um, Los Angeles Times Story here, new details have emerged after Monday's shooting in Nashville that left three children dead and three adults dead when an assailant targeted a Christian school, making it the last American community to be rocked by despair and trauma of gun violence. Police are 
Yeah, they don't put the important part during the lead. They just reiterate what the stuff we already know. And see, people don't know anything about journalism. If you're doing a follow-up, you don't have to reinsert the lead from your original story. That would come in the third paragraph or something. You don't retell the story. The parent said the shooter whom authorita- uh, authorities identified as 28-year-old, we're not going to mention her name again, was under a doctor's care for emotional disorder. So we don't know what kind of SSRI drugs she was on, obviously. Law enforcement knew nothing about the treatment the shooter was receiving, but the parents felt the shooter should not own weapons, obviously. So this is another push for red flag. This is all wrapped up in a certain, and they dribble out uh, certain pieces of evidence. And so they're always going to match up with some legislative effort. And the AP News reports mass school shootings kill 175 from Columbine to Nashville. So Columbine was back in 91. It was at the advent of the internet, and that's why I blame the internet and not necessarily surfing the internet or perhaps first-person shooter games. And you match first-person shooter games with SSRIs, um, and people lose sense of reality of what's real and what's, what's not. And it could, uh, first-person shooter games, I think, should be for adults only. That's just my take. I sometimes play video games, even at my age, uh, but we're, was never a real video game head. Mass shooters have killed hundreds of people throughout U.S. history in reams, realms, like stories, theaters, or workplaces, but it is the schools and colleges where the carnage reverberates perhaps most keenly Places filled with children of tender ages, older students aspiring new heights, and the teachers planting seeds of dollars. That's what I said yesterday about you. it elicits a, a strong emotional response um, if you target innocence. And so, yeah, sure, mass shootings happened uh, for a while. Not really that much. But the targets were uh, sometimes adults, and that didn't reverberate and didn't push through really gun legislation until it's either a politician or a school child, and, and they've done both. And I say they, as in the, there are people that broadcast propaganda and uh, psychological manipulation over broad swaths and sometimes targeting individuals themselves or a little of both to get to drive people to do this. And you can call it cultural if you will, but like I said, the internet is a keen way of driving uh, psychological manipulation whether it's through social media or what have you, or even text messages, but um, whatever's on the internet. If a mass shooting is defined as resulting death of four or more people, not including the perpetrator, 175 people have died in 15 such events connected with schools and colleges. 1999's Columbine High School Massacre, where the kids were also driven by first-person shooter game Doom, if you remember that game. Um, but we're also driven by bullying and et cetera, et cetera. I'm not going to go into that whole thing. But as I said many times before, the group is the bully, not the individual. That's the, the problem with the way people look at bullying is even if it's an individual doing the bullying, they're doing it to get approval from the group. Now, this is from uh, futurism.com. The bike godfather of AI says there's a minor risk It'll eliminate humanity. It's not conceivable. Jeffrey Hinton, British computer scientist, is best known as the godfather of artificial intelligence and seminal work on neural networks, 
broke the mold by mimicking the processor uh, processes of human cognition and went on to form the foundation of the machine learning models today. So he goes on with an interview with CB News and he says, we're at a pivotal moment. Until quite recently, I thought it was going to be 20 to 50 years before we have general purpose AI, but now it's here. And then he goes on to say that um, it certainly should be a threat to the humanity. But I want to try to wrap this up a little faster than all these other things because I could go on at length uh, elaborating about the real revelation behind uh, some of these news stories that um, you may or may not pick up on. Elon Musk and others urge AI pause, citing risks to society. Now, he was the original backer for OpenAI, but as the previous article stated, and he probably realizes now, and most of us realizes that it's moving so quickly that we could be in trouble very soon within a year. Elon Musk and a group of artificial intelligence experts and the industry executives are calling for a six-month pause in developing systems more powerful than OpenAI's newly launched ChatGPT4 in an open letter citing potential risks in society and humanity. When did this happen? Recently, in the last decade or so. Oh, yeah, with gain-of-function research. Once CRISPR came on the scene, technology... The scientists studying uh, pathogens said we need to stop because the technology and the developments are moving too quickly. And now OpenAI is out there. What it's doing is it's teaching itself. That's what it does. And so it's learning so quickly and becoming more powerful really by the day that within a year we're going to be in trouble. And so uh, ChatGPT4 is even more powerful and the developers are aiding the snowballing effect of open AI. BBC reports AI could replace equivalent of 300 million jobs. We talked about that previously. And the Daily Mail uh, reports that Ray Kurzweil is back in the news. Humans will achieve immortality eight year, in eight years, says former Google engineer who has predicted the future with 86% accuracy. So um, the technology will repair cells and tissues that deteriorate as the body ages. Experts fear elderly billionaires will become immortal. Well, that's what they're striving for, including Ray Kurzweil. But a lot of people, so we could have David Rockefellers and um, Zbigniew Brzezinski's forever. <laughs> or, or George Soros's forever. I had a dream about George Soros um, last night. Very weird. Very weird. I think it was uh, in the context of a news interview. And I forget... I, I said something uh, during the interview and George Soros kind of freaked out. I forget what I was talking about. Of maybe him sponsoring uh, <laughs> the overthrow of legitimate governments, legitimate democratic governments, I don't know. The Wall Street Journal, uh, the metaverse is quickly turning into the meh diverse using a, a meh as a, a Jewish phrase. Disney and Microsoft both closed projects tied to the digital realm this month. Nobody's buying it. Nobody, a lot of people just aren't buying any of this, any of what culture is force-feeding them. Um, some people are, and especially like uh, this school shooter just recently, not only apparently was she transgender, and apparently she was autistic, and apparently the, the transgender propaganda is most effective on people with mental disabilities, including autism, because there is a definable rationale behind it. And so a lot of times autistic kids will lock on to something and uh, 
as intellect does, you go over it again and again and again. So FBI releases files on Ivana Trump. It wasn't, uh, they didn't release all the files and they were heavily redacted, but they had to, uh, and this was an FOI request. It did uh, say that they had been, that she had been a target of investigation for quite some time. And they tried to tie it to communism or to Russia or what have you. But who knows if they were involved in her falling down death. Uh, which could have very well been a signal to the Trump family because uh, Donald Trump's biggest backers are his two sons by Ivana, Eric and Donald Jr. And it could have been a signal to both of them and to Donald Trump to cease and desist. Um, that's just my speculation because people dying from falling down is, is rare. She did have some stability problems. I'm acknowledging that, but falling downstairs and stuff and dying. I mean, Bill, you get people, you could get seriously hurt and elderly people do all the time get seriously hurt for falling downstairs, but dying, it's, it's usually a way to cover up a uh, blunt force trauma because that was the real cause of death. So I just want to reiterate, I didn't go into this too much yesterday, Washington Post, uh, staffer for Rand Paul stabbed in D.C. and apparently, apparently random attack. Apparently this other uh, individual was laying in wait for the staffer and stabbed him, didn't stab the other person he was with, stabbed the staffer repeatedly. There were two people walking down the street and this guy jumped out and didn't attack both of them, but just attacked the one staffer. Very strange. Um, in an attempt to murder him because stabbed him several times. He's still in serious condition. Stabbed him in the head, uh, chest, puncturing lungs, what have you. So uh, very, very strange. Uh, I don't think it's random. I think it's some sort of attack, either another brainwashed or mind-controlled individual, but who knows? Because I don't understand what fosters uh, the attacks on Rand Paul. He's very mild-mannered, um, but the left and the progressives hate him so much because what he's for liberty and <laughs> he's part of the Freedom Caucus, who knows? So Reuters, JP uh, Morgan's Jamie Dimon will testify in Epstein lawsuit. So if you didn't know, um, there is a lawsuit against JP Morgan saying they've helped facilitate the abuse of underage girls by Jeffrey Epstein. The bank's decision to retain late sex offender Jeffrey Epstein as a client, the Financial Times reported citing people familiar with the issue. The development comes after a U.S. judge last week said J.P. Morgan and Deutsche Bank, among others, must face lawsuits accusing them of enabling Epstein's sex trafficking. Indeed. I don't know if we'll, we'll ever see the client list, but, uh, you know, the people that took advantage of these young girls. I mean, in all fairness, I mean, they were being paid, so... Um, but still, this was a trafficking scheme, uh, really a blackmail scheme, but we're not going to go into it any further. And, and there were things going on. So we're getting some China news. Sam Bankman-Fried paid $40 million bribe to $40 million bribe to Chinese officials to unfreeze accounts. This is from the New York Post. I mean, not surprising whatsoever. The Wall Street Journal, China threatens a retaliation if Kevin McCarthy meets Taiwan's Sing Ing Wen. Ta Taiwanese leader plans to meet the White House Speaker in California are a provocation that harms its sovereignty, Beijing says. Oh, so he's not even going to Taiwan. They're meeting in California. Kevin McCarthy is a representative. He's Speaker of the House, but he's a representative from California. And California has a large um, Chinese expat 
community. So my thing is that the United States should not turn their back on the nationalist Chinese because it's an ideological battle between socialism and individualism. And I believe that uh, we should support Taiwan and that the CIA should be held to account for turning their back on the nationalist Chinese back in 1948. So the Daily Wire reports Obama blames Trump for China rise. <laughs> they picked up this from um, Australia, way off of the land down under. Former President Barack Obama blamed his White House successor Donald Trump for China's increasingly antagonistic behavior. It was the Democrats that emboldened China, that gave the missile technology, and <laughs> you know it was the elites that funded China. Um, with billions in manufacturing. And just to end up here, I hope I didn't run on too long, is that the New York Post is reporting the, the deadly fire in Mexico on the U.S.-Mexico border, but it was in Mexico of a migrant detention facility was set by migrants and killed over 50. And, and they're trying to say, some leftist sites are trying to say, look, the guards are walking out of the detention center when it's on fire. Yeah, they're saving themselves. They didn't set the fire, the inmates set the fire and most and a lot of them burned to death. So, you know, I don't I have sympathy for everybody, you know, what migrants or criminals or, or whatever if people die in a fire. It's a very sad and tragic story. But really, the blame lays at the feet of the Biden administration who enabled this open border policy, which incentivizes um, people from all over the world to come here through Mexico. So that's really their fault. All right, Rudy's Revelation. Don't forget to like, subscribe, uh, leave a comment down below. Follow me on uh, Substack, other social media, Twitter, Facebook, Get Our Minds, True Social. And I'll see you tomorrow. This is a conspiracy. The New World Order.